What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Inspired Choices Network. As you just heard, I'm Karen Leslie, and you're joining me for Cultivating Kindness with Karen. We have lots that we can talk about today. You know, the topic is, why do I keep thinking the same thoughts? And it's a huge question. It's a really big body of work that people study. And so I'm going to do my best today to give you some insight into it. I don't think we're going to cover it all, as I say, because it is a really big body of work from uh, a psychology, a sociology, human behavior perspective, as well as from science and the chemical responses and the activities that go on in our brain, in our gut, and in all the cells of our body. So we'll see what we can do. Please come on in and join us on the Inspired Choices Network at the uh, on the website. You can come in and join in the chat room, log in, and then you can participate in the conversation, ask questions, and you know it'd be great to have you here with me. It'd be so much fun. So where to begin on this massive body of work? Okay, the first thing I would like to actually say is it is something that I said last week. And one of the, the fantastic, one of the many fantastic um, benefits of working with the Inspired Choices Network and their team is that my producer, who's here with me on every show, obviously, she takes quotes down of things I say. And it's really fun to go back and read what Kim has written down, because to be honest, I don't remember a lot of what I say because information you know, can come in from spirit, kind of a mini download, and then I speak it to you without being necessarily conscious of the words I'm saying. So I read after the show last week, we grow by knowing ourselves more. And I thought, that's so true. <laughs> not that I would plan on saying something to you that's not true. I mean, everything is from my perspective. So I can't guarantee that maybe all the facts line up with all the different bodies of science and studies and work around the world. It is based on my research and my personal experience, but this I really do believe, right? We grow by knowing ourselves more. And that is such a wonderful lead-in to today's show. Why do we keep thinking these same thoughts? Well, one of the ways is by looking at ourselves and what do we know and what would we like to change. And if we're going to change something, that's going to involve growth. And we may feel that growth or change is difficult. We, a lot of people are taught that. And that might be true for some of you, and it may not be true for other people that are listening. I've come on to the point of view of it now where I don't look at change as difficult. 
I don't look at growth as difficult. I actually really look forward to it. Are there bumps? Are there crunchy bits? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to share some of my crunchy bits with you um, during this show from my thoughts that have been repeating throughout my lifetime. But they don't derail me anymore. They don't put me into a place of being stuck like they used to. Now they intrigue me. Now it's a time where I say, okay, so what's behind this? What can I learn from this? What is this telling me? Where before it was like, no, I would be just happy, maybe getting depressed, getting angry, um, pity party, being the victim, like the whole gambit. It was all there. So we're going to see why do these thoughts keep coming back? Now, the title of this show, this episode came to me, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And as I mentioned, um, one of the shows in the past, often I will go, well, so far it's been every show, I go to my oracle cards. I intuitively ask which deck of cards has information that would like to be shared with me that would help the show. So I went and I pulled and the card that came out was called intentions. Okay, perfect. Our intention is everything. Our intention is key if we want to grow. Our intention is key if we want to change anything. Now I have here, I wrote it down, what the card represented. So I'm just going to read these few words to you for intention. Deliberate, clear intentions have the power to change your world. Okay. How strong does that speak to you? It spoke really strongly to me. Intentions, deliberate intentions have the power to change your world. Right. So from there, we'll see what comes forward for the rest of our time together today. So I think it's pretty safe to say that everybody around the world has thoughts that repeat, that just sort of keep coming back on regular basis or maybe on a semi-regular basis, every so-so. I think a large number of us have thoughts that come back often. Now, this can be really helpful, and this can be so irritating as well. So the thoughts that are helpful, amazing, and well done to you and your, your mind to have thoughts there that are helpful to you. That means, from my perspective, that you have had deliberate and clear intentions in what you want to be thinking in what those thoughts are for you that are helpful, that you are looking at what is it that is of a benefit to you and your body and your life, your business, your day-to-day. -day. It's really tremendous to have helpful thoughts. Now we've got a whole bunch. They're not so helpful. They can be downright harmful. Okay. One of the things that I dealt with um, 
I don't know exactly when it started. Poss- uh, most likely in first year, the, like the second half of my first year of university. And I developed an eating disorder. I had gained a lot of weight in the first half of my, my school year. Being away from home, um, d- discovered I really did like alcohol <laughs> more than I should have, but I really did like alcohol. And my roommate, um, her mom, oh my goodness, she baked the best bread. And so we'd get care packages from Kathy's mom and we'd be studying and we'd eat like a loaf of bread and have you know beer or whatever it was at the same time. So it didn't take me long to put on a fair amount of weight. That's all right. Lessons learned. It's okay. But that was part of the lifestyle, part of the experience and everything. Now, I went home for Christmas. Actually, I went home for Thanksgiving and got some comments. But then I went home for Christmas. My family wasn't, I would say, very kind in how I had changed and how I looked different, um, how poorly my clothes were fitting me. And it was it was hurtful. I mean, I knew I gained weight. I mean, who doesn't know when you gain weight, right? Yeah, as my producer says, the frosh 15. Exactly. That's probably what the amount was. <laughs> so they were unhappy. I came from a family where um, how you presented yourself was very, very important. Image was very important. And I now didn't fit in as to what their expectations were. So I went back to school in the new year and I went on this crazy, stupid diet. And I lost weight fairly quickly. However, I didn't get out of the mentality of that diet. And I ended up with anorexia. I was diagnosed by a psychiatrist. Um, It was pretty rough. Um, My husband, who was then my my boyfriend, um, and this was in second year. So I stayed in this behavior for quite a while. Um, we'd be out like literally three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning walking. I'd be crying. I was so upset because I ate one carrot more than I should have that day. Like, come on, 20 calories. I also was blessed to still have friends by the time I was able to make this uh, addiction to a version of food um, a little more moderate because I was counting calories and I was telling everybody what their calories were. I was not an easy person to be with, but I had some absolutely fabulous friends. But I would be walking in the middle of the night with him because I was so upset that I had let myself down with what I chose to eat. I was exercising too much. Um, I passed out once in our bathroom. Like it was just, it was an, it was awful. So This all came because of things I kept hearing and my lack of self-appreciation and my lack of seeing my my value. And it was, I had to get back to fitting in. I had to get back to being in that expectation of me as to how my family expected me to be so it was it was bad and I but I got through things I've done a a ton of healing and I thought 
And that is in all honesty, I truly thought I was past this until I got sick. And I've mentioned this before. I got quite sick before Christmas and things. And I had some weight trouble with the illness and it's kind of lingered. Um, and I'm actually having trouble putting my weight back on. So I'm five foot four. I'm not a very tall person. I don't know, sort of average, maybe just a hint below average for, for a woman. And I got down to 106 pounds. So that's small for my frame and everything. That is, that's, that's too small. But after coming out of the shower one day, I looked in the mirror and I immediately, honest to goodness, instantly went to, you still have a stomach that's too big. You still have a stomach that sticks out. And I was like, what the hell? I'm 106 pounds. I've never been this, this light in my life. But that was my thought process. So it hadn't gone away. When you hear something for a long time, it really does get deeply filed into your thought process. It's crazy. You know, the things that we, we hear when we're young, the things that we witness when we're young, the things that are told to us, they have a huge impact on us. My mom was 5'7 and 112 pounds when she married. And she ended up with some medical conditions that caused some weight gain. And I heard about it all the time. I grew up constantly hearing about the detriments and the, the value of somebody changing based on their looks and their weight. So this led me to what happened just last week. Like it wasn't very many days ago that I had this realization. So was my brain helping me for the show today? My body? Possibly. But it was also showing me just how ingrained things are. So we're going to head off to a break now. I would love it for you to think about while we're on our, our break, what are some of the things you heard when you were young that have given you a thought process or a thought pattern that keeps repeating? Right. So join me after this break. We're on the Inspired Choices Network. You're here with Karen Leslie on Inspiring Kindness with Karen. Inspiring, ooh, new name. We're cultivating kindness with Karen. <laughs> Alrighty, see you after the break. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? 
Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello, welcome back. So, did you think about anything that you kept hearing as a, a young child that has caused thoughts that keep repeating in your head? I was thinking of a few more, actually. One of my ones, um, not from necessarily being a child, more, well, I guess it started at age 16. So not a young child, but still young. Um, for me, it was, uh, I don't know how to handle money. You don't, you're not good with money. You don't know what to do with money. You don't budget well. At 16, I was put on an allowance so I would learn how to work with money. And I was responsible for buying everything for myself um, outside of large items like a winter coat or, you know, more expensive things that I did require, but I bought all my own clothes. And I ran into a lot of grief sometimes, like they didn't like what I bought, yet they gave me the money to buy it, but then I was told it was a bad purchase and that I wasn't using my money correctly. So I was hearing that, you know, you don't know how to use money, you don't know how to budget. I never ran out of money. <laughs> it's not like I went to them for more, but regardless, right? This is one of the things I grew up with, and this stayed with me for a long time, well into my adult and married years. And then I actually became extraordinarily good at budgeting. And like just, but I still heard that I wasn't good. I went to a, um, a financial counselor once because I was looking at how to help our family um, be better off and, and how could the money be handled differently. And the woman said, I can't help you. Like, you even know how much you spend on postage stamps. Back then, we mailed a lot of things, <laughs> you know. So it was it was that old thought process that was there that was telling me I couldn't deal with money. It wasn't the truth. But I bought it as the truth. Like, what did you hear in school? School is very much like... Um, like a herd mentality, you know, people, the kids, whether you're in primary school, high school, or post-secondary school, maybe not quite so much in university or college, but, you know, kids like to agree with each other, feel like they fit in. And so how much did you agree with that created these thoughts that you're still carrying that now at the age you are, like, are totally irrelevant. They don't work for you at all. But we keep thinking them. It doesn't work for me to keep thinking my stomach's too big. Will I ever have a flat stomach like I see on TV or, you know, on social media or anything like that? No. Like, I've never had a stomach that's that flat. Like, why would I think now 
at my age that I would. Like, anyways, doesn't compute. I would like to take a couple of minutes um, in this segment and, and talk a little bit about what the body and the mind do and how they help to keep these darn thoughts in place. Right? You've heard me say before, I'm quite sure, that the mind is just a library of thoughts. So the more often you think a thought, then the mind's going to go up. Oh, she loves this one, or he thinks this is really helpful. So let's put it at the front of the list. Let's make sure we use it a lot because it's one that, the, that they love. It's like my stomach is too big. Goodness knows how many times I've thought that over my lifetime. Right? So it's right at the front. It's like going into a library and, you know, you see they, I don't, I haven't been in one for a while, but they used to have like um, the bestsellers at the front on, a, you know, a display to encourage you to take that book out. The more people would take the book out, then the more prominent it would be displayed because it was working. This is a really good book that people love to read. Same idea with this library of thoughts in your head. The more you think a thought, the more it's going to be used because your brain says, ah, we need to use this. Now, the brain chooses these thoughts partly as well because of the chemistry, the, the chemical response that your body has every time you have that thought. Small chain peptides um, are involved in this. I'm not going to get into all the science behind it. I'm not qualified to. But these small chain peptides, they create a chemical response, a specific response based on each thought. That chemical recipe formula that's, that's instantly produced in your body is recognized by the brain and the gut. They both love this chemical response because they're used to it. It's normal, it's comfortable, it's familiar. And this is the brain's job to keep you safe. So what has worked in the past, and you're obviously still here and breathing, they're going to, the brain wants to maintain it. The gut, your stomach has that same chemical response. So these chemical responses, the brain and the body, they start looping them together. If the brain stops thinking that thought, the, the gut and the stomach is going to say, hey, we want that thought back. We want that same chemical response back. We like that. So stop Karen from thinking her stomach looks great. Remind her that it's too big so we can maintain the same pattern. Now, this pattern, this thought, and these chemical reactions in our body, they are so intricately, intricately tied together that they happen without you even having to be aware of it. It's an automatic response system built in to maintain the status quo. Is this helpful? Mm. These parts think yes. The reality of how you're living may say no. 
but your 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 brain, your mind has, your body has no point of view as to whether this is helpful for you or not. It really doesn't care. It's done its job. It brought it back. It got its its fix, so to speak. I mean, it's like craving candy. You know, it's its sugar fix when it gets these responses. And so it's happy. However, you may not be happy. I was not happy when this thought came back with such a strength. Like it was ridiculous. So it has no point of view. It has no perspective. It just wants to keep giving you the same thing. Now what? recognizing that this happens. You don't have to understand it. Just having the knowledge or the awareness that this happens is so helpful. It helped me a tremendous amount. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza is an author, and he has a number of books that I found were really helpful in explaining all of this. So you can, you know, you could get some of those if you wanted to learn more for yourself. But when this is going on and you want to be developing a new way of thinking about something. So I want to stop looking at my stomach and having that same thought and be able to look at my body and be grateful for my body, appreciate my body, love my body, all of it. So I want to work on that. I want to build that up. So when I go to do that, I'm, I'm creating a new thought pattern. So we're working now with the neuroplasticity of the brain. We're working on creating new neural pathways. Again, not going into the science, but this is what, what is happening. So as I'm working on creating a new thought, my body's awesome. My body is so amazing at everything it does for me every day. My body has great strength, whatever. I'm working on creating that new neural pathway. And as I'm doing that, right, these thoughts are creating a different chemical response. My body and brain are going, yeah, that's okay, but we like the other one better, thanks. So what can we do to remind her to think that previous thought that her stomach's too big? So it'll keep coming back in. This automatic happening in your body is part of the reason that creating new habits of anything, whether it's a thought or whether it's remembering to work out or whether it's remembering to take a, a vitamin, can be so difficult for us because the mind and the body, they love homeostasis. They like to keep things where they are. There's your challenge. There is your decisive intention coming to be of great assistance for you. They say, and I'm losing the number right now, they say it takes X number of days, maybe it's 21, but there's a period of time that specialists in their field will tell you that it takes to establish a new habit. It takes that period of time because of what I've just been talking about, because everything is so automatic. So if you're working on changing something, please don't beat yourself up for it. I mean, oh, heaven knows I did so many times. 
And then we get back into the not feeling good about ourselves and self-judgment or disappointment or anger or whatever it might be that will surface. Choose to do it. Choose to change a thought process and keep at it. Don't give up because the other one comes along. That's just what is supposed to happen. That is what will happen. But you'll find that the more you stay with your intention to create a healthier thought pattern for yourself or to create a healthier thought to replace one that's harmful, those previous thoughts will start to get more space between them. They'll come along less frequently and the space gets wider and wider and wider until it really is hardly there for you at all. Now, I proved to myself the last few days that for me, that thought had not gone away. It was still in my library of thoughts. So I'm, I don't have an answer as to how long it takes or if it can totally go away ever. I don't know because I'm still obviously working on that one. And that's okay because I will work on it and I will continue to be healthier in how I look at myself and how I look at what's going on with me. So when we come back, because we're shortly going to go for another break, I would like us to talk about the awareness. When that thought comes in, what to do with it and how to slow ourselves down so that we actually realize that we're thinking it and help to get out of that autopilot to the extent that we've been living it for most likely years. So thank you for being with me here on the Inspired Choices Network. If you've got questions about what I'm saying, maybe I'm creating conflict and you don't like what I'm saying, that's cool. Or if you have questions about it and I've spurred something inside you and you'd like more clarity, feel free to email me, you know, Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. And I'm happy to have conversations with you and to um, help you through some of this, because I know some of this information may be very new for people. And for some, it's, you know, I'm just repeating something else. And maybe by repeating it, it will help you with where you're at. But, you know, feel free, connect with me, and um, I would love to connect with you and help you out. So let's go to our break. We're on the Inspired Choices Network, and you're listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. I'll see you when we get back. Thank you. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. 
Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello. So, when we were just ending in the last segment, one of the things I was saying is that we need to be aware of our thoughts. This can take a little practice as well. You know, in the previous segment, I was talking a little bit more science about things and the chemical responses in our body and how it keeps us really firmly planted in thinking these same thoughts over and over again. And that to be able to change those thoughts, to be able to create something that's healthier for you, it takes a little work. It takes some patience and it takes being kind to you. So if those thoughts come back, don't beat yourself up. You know, remember this show, come back and listen to this episode. Remind yourself that your body and your mind, they're just doing their job and they're doing it really, really well. They just need some help now to create a new way of, for you to think, a new thought pattern, a new thought that's helpful to you now, where you are in your life, where you are in your growth, where you are in looking at who you would like to be. All of our thoughts that we've had in the past, right up to the thought I had just before I'm speaking right now, have all created who I am in this moment, how I got to where I am in this moment, and have shaped my reality. Thoughts are powerful. So because they're so powerful, doesn't it make sense? that it would take some effort to change them? I don't know. It seems pretty, you know, almost no-brainer when you think about it that way with how powerful your thought is that to shift that could take some work. But let me tell you, it is so worth it. It is so worth it. If you're having trouble with this, reach out. This is something I work with people a lot in helping them reframe how they think helping to identify thoughts that are not helpful to them. You know, just because we think it a lot, we often will just go along with it. Ah, yeah, that's just what I think. That's just what pops into my head every time I look into the mirror. It's okay. That's just, that's just me. That's not okay. And that may not be who you wish to be anymore. That's not who I wish to be anymore. I do not wish to be that unkind to my body and to me, to Karen. To change something, though, you have to be aware of it. I did show myself that I had done a lot of healing because when I had that thought that my stomach's too big, I didn't like it. And not from the perspective that it made me feel bad or that I judged my body 
as being, you know, fat or whatever. It was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I thinking that? That's not true. Because I was able to catch that thought right away in that moment and go, no. I was moving towards changing a new thought process. I was moving towards immediately saying, I am not going to work with that thought anymore. And I could have the option then of saying, okay, what would I like to think when I look at my body? And I started the process of changing my thoughts when I look at me. Had I not been able to be aware and like, like heard what I said, even though I mean, obviously I didn't, well, some people say it out loud, but I didn't say it out loud. That awareness was key. If I wasn't able to be aware of it, I would have actually started that process back up again for that thought to be more frequent. Awareness is key. It is so important to be aware of your thoughts and the words that you're speaking or the words that you're writing because they're powerful in any way that they come to you. And only being, excuse me, only by being aware of them do you have the option to change it. We don't look to change anything until we become aware of something not working for us. We don't, well, let's see, what's a good example? What have I got in my life? The, um, oh, all right. With the weight loss, I'm having trouble with my rings because I've gotten smaller and they tend to fall, well, most, almost all of them fall off. And I had some that I was wearing and they were fine for a few days. And they're like, there's there's three thin bands that I wear together and they're one for each of my three sons for their month of their birth. And I thought, great, I have something that actually fits and I was wearing it on, um, on my ring finger on my left hand. And then they had been moving for a couple of days, but I wasn't actually letting myself be aware of it until one of them almost fell off. So I was being told by my body, like, hey, these rings aren't fitting very well. You're going to lose them. And I know you don't want to do that. So hello. But I ignored it. It was when I went back and, and thought about it and looked back that I thought, yeah, that's right. They were moving. And so now I'm not wearing them. And that's fine. But I ignored that thought and I almost lost something that is very um, special, precious. Like, you know, the sentimental value of it is is what was really there for me. So if you're not aware, you're not going to change. Slow things down. Pay attention to what you say. Pay attention to the words you are thinking. One of the um, healing steps that I have been doing for myself over the the last um, few days since I had this thought was I've been revisited the trauma that caused those thoughts to be there in the very beginning. And in going through this trauma process with myself, it brought back and brought forward 
other ways of thinking, other information that was below it that actually I hadn't got to when I would had done my other healing. And this is what healing does. I mean, it, it people will talk about onions or, or however you want to describe it, but underneath any thought, there's a whole bunch of other thoughts and evidence that this is a good thought given to you by your brain and your mind to hold it in place. And we keep putting and gathering more information to support that thought. Okay, cool. However, with being aware of these additional thoughts, I'm able to work through the trauma in a way that was different before. Not better, not worse, just different because I'm different than I was when I was doing this a number of years ago. But it's all based on awareness. It's all based on me being okay with learning what's underneath my thoughts. Because it's not going to work if you're not willing to see what's below that thought. It's not going to be helpful in your healing and changing that thought if you aren't going to be open to knowing what's holding it in place. And for a lot of people, that's a little bit scary maybe a lot scary, and it can be something that's hard to do on your own. It can be really hard to do on your own. When I was doing a lot of this work before, I, I wasn't using these this protocol by myself. I had employed the help of other healers and other people who have different trainings. Now, I'm some people have the same training as I do, and we're using the same pro, I'm using the same protocol for myself now. If it wasn't working, then I'd be reaching out for people to help me with, right? It's really important that you allow yourself to be aware. Give yourself permission and treat it with kindness. Try not to be in judgment of it. Try not to go into thinking poorly of yourself when you start to understand what's underneath, what's kept this thought in place. It just is. It worked for you at some point in your life for some reason. Truthfully, if you can just be neutral with it and just let the information, like data, like doing research, just it's just a fact. It's, it's what was there. But I heard it enough times that it was like, yeah, this is important to me. So this is a thought I got to keep repeating because I can't forget this. It's important I look good for my family. It's important that I represent my family in a way that they expect me to. That's all it was. It had a lot of impact on me, but that's all it was. And when I understood that, and I understood what was behind it and where it came from, without judgment, without beating myself up, without getting angry at my parents, right? Don't be the victim. I could change it. I can be healthier. I can create new thoughts. It really is a win-win if you're willing to allow the awareness to come forward for you. 
without awareness, we're not going to change anything. We are so comfortable with status quo in all parts of our lives. And we adapt so brilliantly, like our mind and our body are brilliant, like we adapt so well. And that is such a gift in so many situations. But it's also not a gift at other times. It helped me to have those thoughts when I was younger. It really did. I believed it did. Can I look back on it now and see how it was unhealthy? Yeah, sure. But I believed that that was the right thing to do. I was young. My family took care of me. I wanted to be there. So why would I not adopt this way of thinking so that I felt actually better about myself and how I was being part of the family? There's no judgment there. It wasn't wrong. It just doesn't serve me anymore. It's not a kindness to me anymore. Awareness, so important. We're up for our last break. Oh, my goodness, this time is flying by. Okay, when we come back after this break, I want to talk a little bit more about sort of the trauma aspect of what these thoughts um, can continue to create and some of the trauma that's behind them. And I also have something brand new to share with you. You will be the first to hear it. I'm very excited about it. So please come back after our break to Cultivating Kindness with Karen on the Inspired Choices Network so you can be the first to know of something that will help you with these darn repetitive thoughts that we all have. All right. I'll see you after the break. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Thank you for coming back. Did I entice you back with saying I have something new and exciting for you? <laughs> Maybe. All right, I'll get to that in just a minute. Now, remember, if you've got a thought that you wish to change, it will take some time. It will take some effort and some dedication on your part. And if you, you know, aren't sure why you're just joining me now, then go back and listen to the beginning of the show. And in the second segment, we talked about that. So that chemical aspect of the body that makes change more difficult, not impossible. No, not impossible. But there can be some challenges and some crunchy bits. That's OK. Right? If those challenges, if those crunchy bits are too much for you to handle, then get in touch with me because I am amazing at smoothing out those crunchy bits. Whether it involves doing some energetic work with you 
or whether it needs to go into the subconscious and we're going to work with that. I don't know because I design how I work with people very individually and we work on a one-to-one basis to know what it is you require, right? Because your crunchy bit is not going to necessarily be the same as my crunchy bits. And maybe they both need to be handled differently. Allow yourself, give yourself that kindness to be aware of what your thoughts are, what's behind them, what's holding them in place. For when we have the awareness, have the awareness of how often that thought is coming through, the awareness of that this isn't helping me anymore, and the awareness that, okay, I require something different to create something new. Those awarenesses are key in your success in changing something. As I was saying, trauma is such a big part of what holds thoughts in place that have no longer become helpful, beneficial, or a contribution to us any longer. Doesn't mean that the trauma was something horrific, something significant, not at all. Those traumas absolutely do exist in people's lives. Not everybody has had a childhood that was filled with love and compassion. Some people have had periods of time in their life or possibly decades in their life that have been full of of various kinds of abuse and continual bombardment of whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or sexual activities that have caused long-lasting trauma. No question. Then there's the trauma that I experienced because I had none of that. But I had that continual way of being spoken to. And because I was very energetically aware, I was also picking up on the energetics of my family and what they were struggling with and dealing with that didn't necessarily have words that associated to the to me or or spoken to me. You can have trauma with money based on someone just constantly saying, you just don't know how to work with money. Why can't you budget? Don't you understand investing? Like, why are you not working with your money differently? That creates a trauma if you hear that enough. Anything from a teacher, a parent, a guru, any person that you value what they say can actually create trauma for you. You're only going to know that if you allow yourself the awareness of what is happening. Awareness is important. As I've already mentioned, I can help you with the trauma. I can help you with those emotional blocks that are there. And I'd be happy to. So reach out if you are struggling. Please, let's shift this so that you can have a life that's happier. You can have a life where you can wake up in the morning and actually look forward to getting out of bed. Or you can go and visit somebody and not have that dread in your body, which brings back, guess what? 
all of those thoughts and those memories of why you're dreading being there instead of being able to flip that. All right. So in these last couple of minutes, what I've got new, it's called Disrupt Your Thought Patterns, Eight Days to Reset How You Think. So sound exciting? I am so excited. So this is a brand new program, an eight-day program that I'm going to be launching February 6th. It's going to run from February 6th to the 13th. And it is designed to get you into awareness. It's designed to help identify what it is that is holding these thoughts in place. It will have um, two group calls. It will have one individual call with just you and I so that we can actually dig into what it is you would like to be working with over these eight days. We're going to have a mini um, call together, a group call at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every day for 15, maybe 30 minutes at the top. So we can set the day up and we can sort of look ahead for some challenges you may have. And so you've got the mindset to go into it for success. There will be, you know, um, a group call at the very beginning. There'll be one at the very end. There will be all kinds of resources that I will be sending out to you, tools that you will have, information that you will have at your fingertips for you to use. Now, will this work for you? Yes, if you are willing to be present, willing to try something new, and willing to be aware of what the tools are and when they need to be used. So you'll see information on this all over social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like, I don't know, I'm everywhere. Look for Karen Leslie, right? And you will find information that will be coming out on this new program. Um, I totally forgot to give my producer the link so that you could actually sign up for it as of today. So what I will do is when I share this video, I will put the link in the information there so that you can go and check out Disrupt Your Thought Patterns, Eight Days to Reset How You Think. I hope you will join me. I'm very excited about it. See you next week on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And until then, I am sending all of you waves of kindness. Please have the awareness that they're coming to you. Please be open to receiving them. And remember that every thought you make either keeps you stuck or open. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.